Good day, Tech Central. I'm Barry Deval from Ninthbit Consulting. I'm the Chief Exec looking after strategy and sales. And we're here today to talk about shifting left and what DevSecOps and the whole agile transformation means. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Barry. Thanks for joining us. How's it, guys? Uh, Hilbert here from CyberOne. I'm the General Manager, Sales Europe. Uh, and I'm here joining Tech Central and Barry to see how cyber and security is joining the DevSecOps space. Superb, and welcome, welcome to Tech Central, to all our listeners. We're ready today, especially looking at how to speed up the delivery without compromising or giving way to the importance of quality. Hilbert and Barry, thank you very, very much for joining us in the studio today. I think this is a fascinating piece to talk about, and especially this logic of shifting left. Yeah. And giving the responsibility and the ownership of, of the value and the product to someone who otherwise might otherwise have thrown it over the wall. Can we unpack that a bit further? Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, let me have a stab at that first. Um, Please, Barry. You know, the shifting left uh, is a concept, uh, is, a, is a phrase that has been thrown around quite a bit these days. What it really means uh, is to get those siloed um, activities that typically end up later on in the software delivery life cycle brought forward and, and, and actually take control of, of, of what needs to be delivered at the front of the organization change, if that makes sense. Again, okay, can we use a practical example perhaps? So, so what, we've, what we've seen from a Cyber One perspective is as a traditional cyber company selling security into, into organizations, we've seen the, the development in the companies that we're dealing with is starting to pull in the cyber teams more and more. Okay. So in that, creating itself a shift left component because the cyber teams were always the last to be pulled in to that life cycle from a development pay, uh, perspective. Um, and that's also why we've created a partnership with Ninthbit Consulting. And I think if I can add to what Hilbert is saying in terms of the security being pulled in earlier on in the life cycle, it's not just the security. It is also the testing. Yeah. It is also the infrastructure that needs to be put together. Um, you know, quite often uh, you will have teams that all they want to do is get their feature list out. Mm. Uh, and inevitably, sure. uh, down the line, it takes a lot longer than if there is a problem from security or from a infrastructure provisioning or a cloud um, uh, infrastructure as code that is not uh, done properly. And it goes back to day dot of refactoring mm -hmm. the features that needs to be done. And um, so I think the, the shift left uh, domain gives us mm -hmm. an iterative approach to address those issues, be it security, be it performance testing, if you iterate that earlier on in the life cycle, yeah. chances of getting a successful and a very quick delivery of the product to market uh, is greatly enhanced. Okay, so what, what I'm very clearly understanding here is there's a, there's a continuum from left to right and value gets created <clears throat> in that chain. Agreed. Obviously, up front, there's a whole lot of planning and planning often talks about we're going to need security, we're going to need compliance and risk and all these other functions which are so critical to the ultimate delivery of value in the product yeah. before it can be, perhaps be even be detested, for instance. But by bringing those services and those functions forward, i.e. to the left of that continuum, you're incorporating them and including them in the planning so that when development happens, they are taking those 
critical factors into account. Absolutely. Shared responsibility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continuous investment, uh, continuous improvement. Yep. Yeah. Continuous investment, continuous improvement. Agile, DevOps, security. That's it. Yeah. So I think if we take one step back, in the past, mm -hmm. security was always seen as the prohibitor in the development life cycle. And I think with, with the whole shifting left and the uh, notion of security being an enabler rather than a prohibitor, we've seen that entire shift. So security being pulled in a lot earlier okay. into the life cycle. And that shared responsibility, which I think you mentioned, yes. Yes. Is, is also bringing value sooner and yes. solving what pain points? So there's a couple of pain points that I can, that I can list here. Uh, first and foremost, um, you're getting your product out a lot quicker, a lot securely. Yeah. Um, we all live in the worlds of GDPR and uh, POPIA and um, other data protection acts across mm. the continent um, and, and, and the world for that matter. Um, and, and I think that um, being able to, at the planning stage, understand what you are wanting to guard against. But I'm a developer. I don't necessarily understand compliance yeah, and risk. I, you might say that, but I think this is the agile manifesto change that needs to happen in organizations. We're talking yeah. about business agility. We're not just talking about development agility. We're talking Correct. about business agility. Thank here. you. And, and therefore, everyone needs to care. Yeah. If you are a developer that only wants to cut your code and don't worry about performance and don't worry about the security aspects mm. of it, mm. I can guarantee that you're not going to have a job for very long, to be quite honest. No. So I think maybe my analogy of throwing things over the wall means that you may not even have a wall to throw it over. Agreed. Yeah. And, okay. and if, you, if you also look at, at job postings these days, how, how often do you see a title for a can we please have a Java developer? Or please, can sure. we have a C-sharp developer? They're talking about full-stack developers. Mm. They're talking mm. about um, site reliability engineers. Mm. Uh, that is certainly what the market is starting to look for yeah. um, when they employ people. They're looking for yeah. people that can multitask, multidiscipline, mm. um, and, and, and add value in this mm. continuum that you're talking about. So I think the exit will... The oaks that will get the big bucks are the oaks mm. that are prepared to say, listen, I want to develop my code more securely. Mm. I want to develop my code um, that performs. Mm. Um, I want to document it to the extent mm. um, that, uh, that it, it's, it's easy understandable um, when it goes down that passage. Um, yeah, I, so, I, I, It sounds so logical that you talk about ownership. So yes. you, you want someone to start building their code and I, I own this, I own the problem yeah. and the solution. Correct. The entire life cycle of okay. that problem. Can we talk a bit about the DevOps and the security piece of the DevOps sec um, and where CyberOne sees that as an opportunity and this collaboration with Ninth of it? Yeah. So from a, from a CyberOne perspective, we've always been a traditional cyber security company. Yeah. Um, and as I said earlier, we've seen the need and the move from a, the, develop, the development cycle and the security uh, teams starting to collaborate a lot closer. Mm. And in saying that, that is why we've collaborated with Ninthbit. So 
in theory, causing our own shift left by working with, with Barry. I love it. I made some notes here, and I think that you, you, you're clearly illustrating that there's a shift in mindset. Yeah. There's a shared responsibility, and, I, and I'm not 100%. just talking about security. Agreed. Uh, there's strong collaboration. There are going to be some <clears throat> processes that need to be reviewed, changes to those processes need to get, get, get underway. Organizations need to look, consider their structures. Yes. You know, we talk about job descriptions, but actually what is your role? Yeah. Um, what is your role within a, a team, a squad, a, a, a business unit? How does that influence how you deliver the work ultimately and add value to the end user, business agility? Um, and then also my guess is, and I'd love you to talk a bit about this, but there are going to be some tools, and we're sitting on Tech Central talking about technology. Yeah. Technology is the enabler of the mindset shift I've just referred to. What does that look like from a tooling perspective? Yeah, Um I, I hate calling them tools. I like okay. to call them enablers yeah. okay. because they, you know, they, they enable you to do your job. It's not a tool that you're implementing. Sure, it's, it's not a hammer. Uh, it's not a hammer. Yeah. Correct. Um, and I am going to quote a good friend of mine, who uh, uh, Chris Mulder, who always says that you know mo- a lot of organisations have more tools than common sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like a job description. It sounds like a job description. <laughs> um, but I think what is very important in that notion is that. Um, Tools ain't necessarily going to get you to the goal that you want unless you have the people change, the skill, um, the cadence of which tooling to use at the right time. And that forms part of the process, I yeah. guess. People process techno- technology or product. Jeez, that's, that's been very, that's been banded about uh, quite often. Yeah. Um, but um, so let's talk about the tooling and let's talk mm. about the enablement. Mm. Um, various customers are at different levels of maturity in their, call it digital transformation, their business agility play. Um, and, and I think it is sometimes um, very difficult to, for, a, for an organization that is not at the correct maturity state to, to take on some of the enablers or some of the tooling that they mm-hmm. use. So finding a partner or finding in your own environment the correct roadmap for adoption, um, what needs to be done for you to take the next steps in the maturity and where will the, where will the tooling add value to your life? Mm. Um, you can have a Rolls Royce, you can have a Ferrari, but if you, you know, only have a 50cc motorbike license, you ain't going to be able to get the value out of the vehicle sure. uh, that you want. And I think therein lies the, the conversation about um, where do I start? How do mm. I start? Of course, tools and those enablers mm. will make your life easier, but pick the right one with the right advice for the right reasons. Yeah. And I think that is sort of the more tools than common sense. And uh, who are you having these conversations with, quite specifically? From our perspective, yeah. or if you're, what, what, if you're the customer? If, 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 if I'm the customer, which, well, who within the, within the organization okay. are you addressing? Okay, um, very good point. Now, you will walk into some organizations, and this talks to the maturity, uh, who do not have the concept of um, uh, agile masters? They don't have the mm. concept of a of a of a release manager or um, or an SRE practice. Um, they just don't exist. What they do have is they've got IT operations, they've got head of development and engineering, yeah, okay. they've got head of security. Mm. So that you know that already is a very traditional landscape that's out there, um, and and you need to speak to all of these. 
if you want yeah. to get to buy that in. collaborative buy-in into, mm. into, into affecting the change. Um, what we see is he who has the biggest pain normally comes and talks to you first. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's on the operations side, you know, if it was a failed release or a, um, or a, or a failed deployment yeah. um, because it was, it was scripted, but it was very manually scripted. It still had a lot of human fingers and errors in that, in that process. Maybe you start your journey by automating your, your deployment as the first step. And once you've got that down pat and you're starting to build your pipelines, mm. you then go and say, okay, well, how do I introduce security as part of this? Yeah. And, and, you know, and to hook on to what Yilby uh, said earlier on um, from a security perspective and those converging, uh, collaborating is the word I think you yeah. used, but the, I, you know, almost mm. say the converging of what typically is in the cybersecurity space vis-a-vis -vis what's in the development space. Um, you, need, you need a shared KPI a shared KPA between those environments. Agreed. Um, so, so that collaboration needs to happen and I think is starting to permeate quite a lot. So who do we talk to? We need to talk to the people who have the pain. Yeah. Uh, we need to talk to the people who actually care about this. Yeah. You know? um, how often have we heard, well, you know, I'll just pay the 400,000 rand fine yeah. as opposed mm. to buying the 2 million rand implementation and tooling yeah. for this. Um, so you need to find the guys that care and ladies, you need to find mm -hmm. the people that care um, across the domain mm -hmm. to uh, to get that collaboration going. Okay, and it also part of my question is also about cost. Yeah, my, my guess is there's a, there's a, a consultative process that and some handholding that happens because naturally there's no one size fits all, and you you go and you immerse yourself in that environment, become a trusted contributor, and you guide teams or enterprises to a point where they're able to use it. And my guess is, and this is perhaps a question, is is that is that model scalable? Could we start somewhere small and then and then ramp it up? Hundred percent. I think that's that's what we do so well as as a collaboration, is we start at point A and we see it through until completion. Okay. And even if the project is completed or that that life cycle is completed, we're still involved after the completion. Okay, so there's a relationship there. Hundred percent. Okay, it is a it is a relationship. Uh, I am going to put a, a a little proviso in there though. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, successful adoption of these things means ownership from the organisation. Okay, Good point. So, yeah. as much as we can come in and help you get yeah. going, start small, scale up. If that scale up and that knowledge transfer and that mm. enablement is not done with mm. the customer people yeah. involved, I love it. Um, it it is a problem. Um, there's no ownership, mm. um, and I think for this to succeed, and there, there, there's a myriad of um, mm. epic failures of DevSecOps adoption. I, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll I maybe will share two links with you on on two books that were volume one and volume two. Uh, that was written on this. Okay, um, please, and we'll uh, refer and, and, to them in, in, uh, our, in the write-up to this. Absolutely, I, sure. I, I can certainly do that. Thanks. But um, the point that I wanted to make there is that if we go through this enablement um, process with mm. our customers, mm. it ne there needs to be buy and there needs to be knowledge transfer. Mm. And it's almost like you know the, the first couple of sprints, we do most of the work and we start handing over and become... Yeah not the doer, but the overseer, the advisor, the, the helper in that. Correct. And, and, and I think that, that process is, is one that can scale.
Um, we talk about um, hyperlearning labs, dojos. You know, it's, a, it's also a concept that has been around for quite some time. Where you know, grab your first squad or your first couple of squads, get them enabled, mm. and then break those squads up. Yeah. yeah, and make more squads make out of self-sufficient. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, and make and you know and, and get that um, real life experience mm. uh, in terms of how you adopt these enablers, how you adopt these toolings. Yeah, um, into the market. So, so basically, what we're saying is we can gamify the DevSecOps thing. Okay. So where we've got teams uh, going up against each other to okay. see who is going to be the best developer. Okay. Who's going to be the team that does it the best and the, the most secure? And in thus training them mm. as we go along and making it fun. Mm. And then they get something to own and, and brag 100%. about. 100%. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, well, tell me a bit about the UK operation because you're based in, in London. I am. I am. Um, it's a recent move. Um, so we are... We're trying to get out into, into the European market. CyberOne is a global company, um, offices into Africa, Dubai. Um, and it was a decision that was made by, by the execs and the board that we believe that we could go or go into that European market and try and attack and provide what we're doing here mm. for the last 25 years. Um, the skill and the knowledge that we've got in this industry from a cyber perspective is phenomenal. And I think also with this partnership that we've got with Ninthbit, taking mm -hmm. that DevSecOps um, story into Europe mm -hmm. is going to be a game changer for us. Thank you very much, Albert. And thanks for explaining Thank that because I, I think that a lot of what we do as Tech Central is build these relationships. Yes. And we've got an amazing relationship with Side One Solutions and I love what you guys do and I love to hear the stories. Yeah. And we also love to have you in studio. Awesome. So thank you very much for this collaboration. And I think what Ninth Bit are doing, especially on the, the DevSecOps piece, bringing security into the development space and bringing those responsibilities back into the developers, the planners, the testers, Bringing all those functions into an environment where they can, you know, they can, they can start to own and design it the way in which they know it's going to add value to the organization, their own organization, but also to their customer. Hundred percent. And that's clearly what you've reiterated today. So, from me, James Rasmus at Tech Central, Hilbert Barry, thank you very, very much for joining us. We've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and hope that there are plenty more conversations to be had. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much.